You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What is up, Goat Flippers? Thanks for checking out this episode of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. I'm your host, Lurk, and on today's show, I am joined by Fit for a King bassist Ryan O'Leary, a.k.a. Tuck. Me and Ryan get into a lot of topics, including his other project, Off-Road Minivan, and his music collaboration business, Featured X, which he co-founded during COVID. But before we get into that, let's go over last week's top five stories on Lamb Goat. At number five, Between the Barrier to Me to release Colors 2 in August. Six months ago, the band finished recording a new studio album, and it now appears that the said record will arrive late this summer. The band also premiered their first single, Fix the Error, on the SXM Liquid Metal Show, on which it was revealed that the band will drop Colors 2 on August 20th. Just a little side note, I stayed up for the premiere of that single, and I pre-ordered my album before they sold out. Score. Number four, D. Snyder debuts new song featuring Cannibal Corpse vocalist. Heavy metal legend D. Snyder recently announced the upcoming release of his fifth full length, Leave a Scar. Snyder also unveiled the album's second single, Time to Choose, which features guest vocals from Cannibal Corpse frontman George Corpse Grinder Fisher. Head over to lambgoat.com and you can check out the lyric video. Number three, Earth Crisis, Snapcase, and Strife set for East Coast shows. After resurrecting their 1996 California Takeover performances early last year for the return of the California Takeover, Earth Crisis, Snapcase, and Strife will be joining forces again in October. All we know at this time is that the action will take place on the East Coast. Further details have yet to be announced. Number two, Limp Biscuit and Spirit Box announced tour dates. Limp Biscuit has announced a round of U.S. summer touring. Dates will feature direct support from Spirit Box. You can check out the dates at lambgoat.com. And at number one, Corn bases Fieldy to take hiatus from band. Fieldy will not participate in the group's upcoming summer tour as he is taking some time off to quote-unquote heal. Fieldy issued the following statement, To all Corn fans worldwide, The past six years I've been dealing with some personal issues that at times have caused me to fall back on some of my bad habits and have caused some tension with the people around me. It's been suggested to me to take some time off to heal. I'm going to respect what was asked of me and take that time. Unfortunately, you will not see me on stage with my band. And you can read the full statement, you guessed it, over at lambgoat.com. And now for the new releases of the week of July 2nd, 2021. Anthropophagus Depravity, At the Gates, Born of Osiris, who is coming on the podcast soon, Nanowar of Steel, Lord of the Lost, and Narctambulus. That does it for the new releases. Remember, you can follow Lamgo on social media. Give us a like on Facebook, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lamgoat. Head over to Lambgoat's YouTube page and you can find all of these episodes in video format plus other Lambgoat content. Make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as the notification bell so you're always alerted when new episodes or content is uploaded. And don't forget we teamed up with Bullet Tooth Records for a vinyl CD giveaway. We're giving away a few copies of Minefield's latest album, Seclusion of Sanity, that came out last Friday. 
They're a hardcore metal band for fans of Marauder, Integrity, and At The Gates. There's a few ways to enter to win. One way to win is go to the episode show notes and click the contest link. From there, you'll be directed to the Lamb Goat contest page. Simply sign up for our email list and we're going to pick a few random winners. The other way is to make sure you're following our social accounts. We'll be giving copies away on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If this is your first time checking out the show or you are a returning listener, if you dig the content we're doing here on the Van Flip, please take a second to go ahead and like, subscribe, or follow us on the whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. And if you have a few more seconds to spare and you can give us a rating or you want to leave us a review, please do so. It helps us out with the podcast algorithm and a reach, and it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LurkCity. That being said, let's go ahead and roll into the episode with Ryan O'Leary, bass player for Fit for a King. Oh yeah, what's this? Oh yeah, this is good stuff. Oh no! Oh no! Lamb Goat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Van Goat Flippers, whatever the freak you want to call yourselves, I messed it up again, yet again. It's the intro. What are we going to do? Anyway, I'm sitting here with Ryan O'Leary, basis of Fit for a King, a.k.a. Tuck, and you also do a couple other things. You are a podcaster as well, as far as this year goes, so welcome to the yes, crew. Sir. And then you. you also uh, have a little, you, you dabble in this other kind of company called Feature X, which we'll get into later. Yeah, uh, I also have another band that fits right. your narrative very well called Offroad Minivan, and we have quite a few van flip shirts and stuff of our own, uh, <laughs> which yeah, I'll I'll tell you about it. Later yeah, we will get. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna definitely bring that up too later on. Um, I haven't checked out that band as far as like listening to it, but I have checked out Fit for King for a long time. So it is it is uh, we're well versed on that. Far softer indie rock, right? Yeah, it's kind of like early, early 2000s worship scene fucking if you liked Armor for Sleep and mm. Jimmy Eat World and shit like that, you'll like it. Because I'm 32, so I'm like, I grew up in that era, so it's not, I'm not like doing it to be like a oh, fucking dick. It's just have what me and my, me and my friends are all 30, so we write songs that sound like we're yeah. 30. Adult yeah. contemporary rock. 100 percent new yes. a, a new a new version of adult contemporary rock it's not going to be that like huey lewis in the news type corporate rock stuff yeah but. we wish we could be cold play but we're just like not nah, because we like playing in drop tunings well that's always good and I, i'm sure that started long time ago and uh you you haven't you weren't a founding member of the band but you kind you you've been on four of the six records that the band has put out and yeah. you you stepped into the fold correct me if i'm wrong but sometime in the year 2014 right Yes, sir. Uh, seven years last month. And how did that transpire? Like, how did that come come about? Because you you live in New York, right? And you're are you from I New do. York? Yes, I, I I grew up in the Hudson Valley in upstate New York. Uh, I currently reside in Brooklyn, and um, I had a buddy of mine. His name is Chris Aiken, and he used to tour manage for Sworn In and Thy Art Is Murder. Mm. And he knew the fit guys from the touring circuit. And then they also played Poughkeepsie a few times and got to know my friend Jeff, who I um, co-founded Featured X with. 
And the both of them kind of put a word in there for me and just said, hey, if you're trying people out, you know, give this guy a shot because the bass player had kind of ghosted. And um, so I I did a bunch of pre-pro. I um, worked on a couple songs for the new record. I sent over a bunch of songs that I had written myself. I did acoustic covers of stuff. I did just like raw iPhone videos of me singing along to things. So it's like, hey, this is no auto-tune, nothing. This is just what you're getting. And um, after about like four months of talking, they hit me up one day and were like, hey, how soon do you want to do this? Like, how soon can you get here? And I was like, I don't know, how soon do you want me? And they're like, is four days okay? And I had kind of warned my family and my friends that I lived with, because I lived in this house with like seven other people at the time. It's pretty wild. Typical New York story, yeah, right? Yeah, and uh, so I was just like, all right, I took my car off the road, put everything in my parents' house and just bounced. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll see you guys in like two weeks. (laughs) If they hate me, then I'll, you know, Maybe I'll see you later. I don't really know what's going on, but I'm going to go for it. And uh, learned like nine songs in a week. Did a two-week run to New Jersey with Kublai Khan and Sirens and Sailors. And then we went and made Slave to Nothing uh, in New Jersey. Um, Well, at least you had to do that kind of close to your home base a little bit. Oh, it was great. We actually, the second to last, the last show we played on the run was Skate and Surf. The day before that was in Albany. And in... You know, because my guys are so nice. They're the sweetest boys on the planet. And in, you know, sweet Texas boy fashion, you know, before the last song, which, you know, the show had, what, 70 people there Mm -hmm. at some shit place in Albany. So it's not (laughs) like we're doing something banging, but they do a quote unquote like encore type thing and announce that they're going to have me join the band in front of my close friends and my family and stuff. So it was just very special where I was like, I think these people care about me, right? you know, and so we've always had a really great trust in regard to stuff like that. And I'm just lucky. I mean, <clears throat> I guess the way we view it, because I always make the joke of, man, you guys did all the grunt work, put out a record and got signed. And then I got to just join the band. It's fucking cool. Yeah, uh, you weren't there for the independent uh, years that they were in. They were already signed to Solid State by the time you you know walked into the role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had put out Creation Destruction and done their full touring circuit, you know, 18 months after Creation Destruction. And, you know, but they always mention, well, you're, at, you know, because I'm actually the oldest in the band, and they were like, well, you, you've done it, you just didn't do it with us. And I was like, okay, like, respect, thank you. That's, that's kind of you to view. So, you know, they've always kind of treated me like I've been here since the beginning, just because for the most part, we've done just about everything together. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice. And, you know, Bob doesn't tour with us anymore, but he's still in the band. And Daniel, and even times when he wasn't in our band, we've still toured with him a lot. So, you know, we have a nice family atmosphere going on. But yeah, I was a lucky son of a bitch, honestly. Like, it's like know, that movie Rockstar, kind of, but in like the smaller, in a much smaller sense, you know? Yeah, in a very more, much more <laughs> like, you know, coming off the early 2000s, like metalcore Christian thing. It yeah. was like, yes, solid state. That's so cool. Because I was a huge under oath stand. Of course. And yeah, of course. Stuff like that, you know? So it's it, very cool. It's kind of strange because, like, on the last couple episodes here, we've had quite a few, uh, 
solid state or ex solid state bands on the podcast. So, um, oh, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, what'd you do, Prada or something? No, we had, oh man, I'm gonna goof it up here now because I probably won't remember all of them, but we had Zayo on, uh, cool recently. We had August Burns Red, who obviously is not on solid state. No, anymore. they're uh, fearless, fearless now, yeah, but they, yeah, they were on solid state and then. I'm fucking uh, blanking out here like I told you I would. But, um, yeah, we had a couple, and it's just been interesting. Like, you know, uh, Zayo obviously was – I don't know if you listened to it or if anyone who's oh, yeah. listening to it. I haven't listened, listened to the episode yet. Right, no. that's what I'm talking about, not the band, obviously. Yeah. If you're in the scene and you haven't listened to Zayo, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. But, um, yeah. you know, was, they had an interesting thing where they would have to, like, toward the end of their career with Solid State or their with the tenure with Solid State, they'd have to start, like – kind of misinforming the record label about what their lyrics were were about, which I found very interesting. And I don't know if that's yeah. common knowledge. Not so much the case anymore, just because of the way music's gone, where, you know, because with, you know, like what Featured X is all about and stuff too, I constantly am looking at young bands. And the reality is if you just tried to sign quote-unquote Christian bands to a label these days... Uh, especially in our scene, good fucking luck. Like that's not, it's so few and far between. Um, and so it's the idea of what the label is down to release has expanded a lot. It's more just, I'd say non-offensive music. Like we still don't cuss, but most of our music isn't uh, faith-based quote unquote. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And cause I always, I mean, not that I I never had shunned Solid State or the bands on Solid State, even though like I grew up in, I grew up not in a religious household, but I like sought it out as a youngster for some reason, mm-hmm. and then I spent uh, you know a lot of time going to I was Catholic I was in a Catholic church, so I would go like middle school and high school I would do like the whole confirmation situation, and then mm-hmm. shortly after that I started like I would go I would be there like three times a week or whatnot. Uh, for some Jeez. kind of class or like hang out or whatever, or like including like your church on Sunday, you know? So that was the third time, but I would start, I'd ask these questions and like, obviously, you know, I'm an inquisitive person. I ask a lot of questions about any and everything. My friends get super annoyed with me all the time. Cause I'm like, yes. I'm trying to understand it even better than, you know, you're explaining it. But I started asking a bunch of questions and they started getting really, uh, upset with me. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, okay, I think- this isn't for me. I don't think. Dude, yeah, like, you know, going off that kind of topic, I guess, because I definitely went through a a period of time where I had a similar thing. My big thing was the forgiveness, I, you know, and I I, uh, grew up in a Lutheran church, you know, Protestant, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. So it was a lot more loose than Catholicism. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my pastor would shoot it to me pretty straight where he's just like, well, dude, like, come on. You're just like, you got, you want to do the right thing if you can do the right thing. That's what we're trying to get at here, essentially. Yeah. And, and, and he wasn't so like, yes, everything is, he was in the whale and he survived. Right. And, you know, all this kind of stuff where I didn't grow up in a sense of taking it as literal as a lot of people do, which then so many people will be like, well, you're not a Christian. We'll be like, dude, Jesus was definitely a guy on the planet. I just don't know if he had superpowers or not. Right. So, yeah. But when I read this thing, it makes me want to be a good person. So that's more so what I was getting at where it's a, it's such a weird thing to discuss because I think anyone with, with religion in general, you have to take it with a grain of salt because there's a ton of religions around the entire planet. Mm-hmm. 
And there's so many different idols or things that people worship. Some of them got the same guy in this book and that book, and Mm -hmm. some are really similar. And we're all going for the same kind of thing. Maybe it gets a little crazy to the right or to the left, (laughs) but essentially we're all like, yo, you do like really good stuff. You go into the mythical sky thing. Yeah. And that's just, I just want to be a good person, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not all the time. And that's why it's really nice to have something where you're like, right, right, right. Okay. That was, that was a little bit over the line <laughs> and that's just where it's helped me, but I've never been so headstrong to take you on that. I'd say that <laughs> one way is the only way. I like that trap reference. Like, guy. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Favorite band. Um, so it's, here, we're starting this conversation off real fucking fun for everybody. Um, yeah, of course. Why not? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's such a weird thing. I just and I just never uh, want to be exclusive into the possibility of what anything is capable of. Mm-hmm. I am just here to try to live a nice life on this planet and be kind to people. And when I'm not, I want something that helps me to veer back a bit, right. I suppose. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's done for me. But most people, like, you go down, like, first time I went down south and you start talking about the shit that I'm in, see, people are like, oh, no, 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 no. you're a terrible person. Right. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, probably. But I always refer to it as, like, some Soprano shit. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I know I whacked that guy, but seven Hail Marys, yeah, right. fuck you, <laughs> and I'm a good to go. Heaven. Yeah. Eh? And yeah. that's cool. So <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds like my upbringing, kind of, you know, the Catholic situation. That's kind of what it sounds like. Uh, no, I mean, and it's cool. Like, and, and again, when I kind of I was in my early teens, like 15 years, you know, I was not driving yet, but I was almost driving. And I had all these questions and all these things pop up. And, you know, and I was like, these stories in this book don't really make sense. And I didn't have the, uh, you know, the pastor or the guidance of the person that, that you had where it was like, they wanted it to be like literal. I felt like, like yeah. you know, like I was like, so you're telling me like the boat had every animal on it, two of every animal. I'm like, I don't, I can't even understand. I can't fathom that. I can't fathom the size of that boat, the, you know, and getting all these, you know, so that's a whole other thing. And I, so I just decided at one point, you know, I'm just going to live a positive life. I'm not going to be a dick. And I'm not, I wasn't a dick prior, but I was like, I'm just going to be a good dude. And if for some reason I don't, I'm not a good enough dude to not make it in, then I don't make yeah. it in. And if it's only because I don't believe in this or the other, that I don't make it in, then obviously it wasn't probably for me, but I 100% agree with you. And, uh, I just never want to see, um, conflict over something that I feel is, uh, deemed to be individualistic, but I just prescribed to the church of John Joseph and, uh, you know, trying to be PMA a little bit, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think, as life continues on, you get older, you meet more people, you lose more people. It just, things change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not, I, you, you can't live a super, you can live an idealistic life to some extent. You can dream that never stops, but you have to also live in reality where kindness is going to get you the farthest for right. sure. And people that choose to think otherwise, um, Maybe it'll give you monetary gain or stuff like that, but and you're you still suck. Yeah, you still fucking suck. That's it. Yeah, I just I so. don't even try to like push my anything on anybody. If someone asks me or something like that, then I'll say like, oh well, I 
like lately here, I've been <laughs> super obsessed with like the universe type stuff and like where yeah. we come from and all that other stuff. And then like part of me is like, man, we were talking about something previously to this, uh, to hopping on the podcast, but I, I really would like to, I'm really looking forward. I'm not in a Earth rush. Earth is flat. Right. No, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens after you die. Right. I'm not in a rush to get there, but like, yeah, in my life right now, I'm like, really like, man, energy just doesn't go away somewhere. And this is really, this is getting into a really weird topic for this podcast, but energy, right. Doesn't no, it's go okay. Anywhere. Let's fucking go there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're welcome to the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, but energy doesn't go anywhere. So like, where does like all this go? Like, this is a meat suit, right? So it's a meat yeah. suit. And like, where does my personality and the energy inside me go? And that's where I think, I'm way interested in now and I'm having a lot of conversations in my friend group and, and all this about like consciousness and like, what is consciousness and yeah. what is it all about? And, you know, so <laughs> it's interesting. I think, I guess, you know, if you come from any form of a religious background, right, you probably, that's essentially what you're thinking about is the afterlife and what you possibly, where you could go, what it could be. And definitely as I've gotten older, I think I've come more into a space um, similarly to what you're describing where I am very curious. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily scared of that. The biggest thing I have a problem getting over is the idea of living with while people I love pass on and that, creates more stress, I guess, for me, if we're going to get real fucking weird with it. But um, yeah, I, I think about it a lot. It's a lot of fun to think about. And I think that if you get too scared about it or hopped up about it, it doesn't, that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Like I want fucking, it's the same thing when people are like, aliens don't exist. That's a fucking dumb thing to say only because it's not fun. You're being fucking boring, dude. I want, I don't give a fuck. I want Godzilla to exist. I want aliens to exist. Do I want Godzilla to come and nuclear blast my whole city? Absolutely not. Please don't Godzilla. But if you exist, that's still pretty fucking cool. If you pop up out of the ocean, that's cool too. You know, like just hang out there though. Yeah. I don't, you know, Pokemon. Would that be cool? Absolutely. Digimon. Sure. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Yeah, aliens would be want, aliens you know, would be really cool. Fun. Aliens would be so cool. They're probably here already, though. They're probably just probably. already here and everything. And again, well, there's the reptiles on Epstein Island, and the Earth is flat. And if you go inside, there's the giant redheaded people, and then get the cave people living down in the caves. Cave people, yeah. the troll cave people, and they guard the gold. Yeah, well, they have the to. Magma. Who else is going to guard it? You know, the giant. Right. The dragons are all gingers. gone. The dragons yeah. have died off, so they're not hoarding gold like in Game of Thrones or whatever show that is. No, well, they only eat gold. That's what they survive mm. on, actually. That's a misconception. That's why they hoard it all. Yeah, they don't eat people. They actually survive on gold and diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Let's pivot back to That's the from music. It's Always Sunny, by yeah. the way. I stole that, so... <laughs> I was wondering where <laughs> yeah, that came let's, from. Let's talk about fucking real things. Let's pivot. Like metalcore and breakdowns. Yeah, if you've stayed with us for the first 20 minutes of this <laughs> podcast. So yeah, you guys uh, you guys had a busy year last year, even though you were not yes, really touring. You did, you did an album, and you also released a, a little split with um, Silent Planet, right? Yes. This year? Yeah. Um, is there it more was a lot to, of fun. Is there more to come 
with, yeah. with that project as far as like uh, the Silent Planet, Fit for King split, or is it just the one, the two songs and done? Just that. Okay. Yeah, we, there won't be more stuff with them, but we'll we'll probably do some more fun stuff. The collaboration is just so much fun because we did it a while back with We Came as Romans. That was the first one that we did. And when you look at the YouTube comments and you see people go, well, who's Dave Stevens? Well, who's Ryan Kirby? What is Fit for a King? What is We Came as Romans? And then I think about, wait, so you're telling me there's someone that listens to one of these bands, listens to metalcore, and doesn't know what the other band, at least has never even heard of it? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> so that, that, that shows that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way for all of these people to actually absorb your band and to see your band. So what's a better way than just going and giving songs that you've had out for a while a new life yeah. by going and having your friend go and sing on it and then exposing people to Silent Planet and people being exposed to Fit for a King, vice versa. Right. It's a lot of fun. And it and it's not hard to do because the songs already exist. Yeah. So just go sing on it. Just play with you got it. the instrumentals. Um so we just like to do it instead of just doing merch collaborations because um, I think it aids the entire thing. See, it makes it seem a little more inclusive and fun. And um, we've just had a fucking blast with it, man. It's yeah. been really cool to do. It's we crazy. got another one coming. Ooh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Depending on when this is released, like sometime in June or July or whatever. But, you know, maybe not spoiler alert. Maybe you've already heard it. But either way, it's crazy yeah. how far behind... Um, you know, rock is with the other genres because I feel like collaborations are a plenty in every other genre. And I also, we, I just had a, I just got off and I just did a podcast recently with somebody who's also in the, in not in a band, but in the business. And we were talking about the differences with all that and how far back, you know, metal is even more so than rock. But, you know, I don't know if it's this whole, like, the, the tough guy scene thing about like being macho to where like, you know, we don't need to collaborate with other artists to do this out of the other. But I feel like the pandemic and everything has definitely sw- switched a lot of people's mindsets into thinking like, no, we have to pivot because obviously if we're not doing a B or C for income, then like we're screwed. And then our, yeah. you know, our marketing, like, you know, marketing is something that bands never really took seriously until recently too. So like, it's yeah. cool to see them like hop on board and it'll be interesting to see like how that affects the scene going forward too. Yeah. It's something I'm very, uh, very into. I've been uh, focusing on that a lot this year with our company featured X. Um, and this, you know, going to originally what you stated, a lot of people, they focus on the art and the integrity that goes into what they're creating. And a lot of the times they only want someone to touch their song if they have a very personal connection with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally into that. I think where a lot of the a lot of artists in general miss the boat is, well, we have a lot of fans, right? We've created a pretty large fan base. And a lot of those fans have up and coming projects and they're trying to make it. So what's a better way to help a band to break through while also only sticking to working on music that you deem is great. You know, you listen to it first and then decide, is this a really great song and would I suit this? Um, So that's one way of, I guess, looking at it in terms of you are a singer, guitar player, bassist, drummer, whatever, you're a musician first and foremost, right? So if you want that to be your job, you know, you can do it as such if you'd like to. Um, But at the core of it, 
collaboration and why hip hop is so far ahead is because you'll have certain songs that have multiple people mm-hmm. on it and you're constantly combining already quite large fan bases. But a lot of people also can skyrocket into the limelight very quickly, like an NBA young boy, because they release a ton of songs, a ton of content, feature on a bunch of stuff, have people featured on a bunch of stuff, put out like 18 songs in an eight-month period and blow the fuck up. But I also look at that as, well, that guy's got to be working way harder than everybody else (laughs) because putting out that much material takes a lot of work. And obviously when you're a mainstream major label artist, you have a lot of money backing you. You have a bigger team. You have more ability to pull these things off. You know, he's just going into the studio and singing on stuff until it's there. And Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. But, um, I, I just love the idea of constantly being able to reach new audiences and, in a great current example is the Machine Gun Kelly, Travis Barker, Kellen Quinn, and then they went and played on Ellen. And whether you like any of those artists or not, they played on fucking Ellen. Yeah. And whether you like Ellen or not, because obviously that's a controversial topic in and of itself true, as true, well. True. It's reaching major mainstream audiences, getting very large radio play. And that's helpful in the grand scheme of things, because you're combining a bunch of audiences. Now, has Travis Barker been on a couple too many songs this year? Yeah, maybe. But well, you know, I'm I, not. I, yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't. I didn't know out of the three which one you were reacting oh, to. That, which also, uh, all I'm of them not, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've worked with Kellen a lot on feature decks. Okay, well, I don't and think he uh, is. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, not not that one. Not and love sleeping with sirens. I actually fucking do really like that band because I love screamo and post hardcore. It's fucking awesome, of course. Um, but and obviously, I know we're on the fucking Van Flip fucking podcast. <laughs> um, There's no such thing. Yeah, as screamo or, the or Machine Gun Kelly thing is just an anomaly to me. Where um, I think the one thing I'll take away from it that I want it to encourage other people is that guy does not have a great singing voice he does not have a great singing range but he has a unique voice and he knows how to use it and a lot of people hear these you know the Adele's of the world to Anthony Green's and they're like well how the fuck can I you don't mm-hmm. have to do that they're just doing them mm-hmm. do you yeah. you know it, and you know hate it or, or love it you know it, I think he's doing him to whatever we did, Tuck, he, get I hope did I- he get punked out of hip hop I hope you're being, Maybe. I hope you're right. I hope he is doing him, but to me, it doesn't sound or look like he's doing him. That's the only problem that I have with the project, right? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, no comment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting thing. What I, I'll state, I think Kellen is a fucking awesome human. I think he's incredibly nice, and I am glad for the success. That I wasn't aware that he was a part of the project, to be honest with you. I knew that Travis was. He's just on the latest song. Okay. Because Travis has been on a ton of them. He's just uh, He's got features on a bunch of the different songs and stuff like that. That's just their uh, latest one, which is interesting. But, yeah, the MGK thing, man. It's wild. Yeah. I don't, you know. A lot of people. I'm more right now. My pop thing I like Olivia Rodrigo. If you haven't listened to that record, that shit's fire. Yeah, it's been, it's, that name's been popping up all over the place. Yeah, that's just really good, man. It's uh, just I, I like you know like we were getting into kind of like artist stuff and whatnot. Like I kind of like real shit. 
right? Like I'm more yeah. attracted to real shit. There are times when I'll go around and like mess with other pop acts and stuff like that that I know. Come on, I've Limp Biscuit is the biggest one of the biggest bands for me. I'm fully yeah. aware of what the situation is. It's a band that was put together, right? And then they did a certain thing for you know what I mean. It wasn't like. Yeah these five dudes ended up getting together. They just happened to get Everlast or House of Pain's DJ. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's things that are set in motion. So I understand that. I didn't know that. That's cool. Well, I, yeah, and Fred's, Fred's kind of like the mastermind of the group. Now, they're all, like, great yeah. musicians, and they went to, like, music school and stuff like that here in town because they're from my hometown. So oh, okay. that's another reason why I'm so big into it. But um, No, that's cool. Yeah, on my personal listening time, you know, I'm more drawn to a Manchester Orchestra mm. um, type band, and that's where you know my side project more. So I may, comes I may from have an end for you with them. Oh, dude, don't even. My brother-in-law is like best friends with all of them. They're at the they're at his wedding and everything like that. <sighs> so it's all he was at the recording I'm... studio with uh, Paris or who was it? Paris Jackson. Oh yeah, he yeah. just did that. Andy just did a song with her. Yeah, I think he was at the studio when they were recording the album. She may have been there or something like that. So yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's been cool to see that band because I I met them like ten plus years ago, and it's been cool That's to see amazing. their trajectory. You know, yeah, they're one of those bands that for me I still, you know, last time I got to see them, they did the it was a headliner with Tigers John Foxing, and it's one of those like I went got a hotel, drove to the Palladium, you know had a couple drinks up in the balcony and sat and watched them because I just adore that band so much. And I think that they're perfect because it wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the earlier records, but Black Mile, I think that record is 10 out of 10 perfect. And at least I think a lot of time music is time and place and when it strikes you. And I think that currently where I'm at in my life, I can relate to a lot of what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like the whole record, the new record is just crazy good yeah. quality. Yeah, he, he showed yeah. it to not um, my brother in law showed it to me a couple months ago prior to it re- being released because he had a copy of it, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and again, like I never was really into their earlier stuff either. But uh, yeah. you know, I I didn't listen to Mars Volta either until literally last month. So and now that oh, like, no shit. now that I'm like like D Louse in the Comatorium or whatever is like my favorite fucking record yeah. at the time. So like. You know, the pandemic has given me time to like look at other music that I may have like accidentally or purposely passed up on. And, you know, I just, yeah, there's bands that I never gave a shot or that I listened to at the time that I didn't really like. And now 20 years or, you know, 15 years later, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dope. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I get pretty stuck on stuff that I'm really into where I can, I'm, I'm that kind of creature where I watch the same, I'll watch It's Always Sunny till. All day, every day, just because I can hear it and I see it. And right. I can listen to, you know, certain records on repeat all the time. For and sure. they are constantly pleasing to me. Um, and that's where, you know, dating back to what I said about Olivia Rodrigo, that's the thing, man, that makes her different than all other current pop records, where the only other person I really like like that is Casey Musgraves. Okay. Because that Casey's record is just... It sounds legit. You listen to it. You can picture it. It's sure there. I'm sure there are tons of writers on it. I'm sure there's lots of people that helped all that stuff, but it feels really authentic. And then I'm like, well, as just me in this world, if I'm relating to what this girl's saying and I'm really into it, that's, I think that's special. And then, you know, Olivia Rodrigo is like an 18 year old, like TikTok kid or Mm -hmm. something. But I listened to that 
driver's license song. And then, but you, you got to start from the top of the record because the first song also is like, what this girl like listened to bikini kill and then made a, a song, <laughs> you know? And, and I like it cause it's not, it's not as stereotypical as, as I thought it's uh, it was a very surprising record to me. And I, I love when that happens. Um, but yeah, it's just sent so much music this year, so much yeah. content to absorb while people have been home. It's been, an overload and you brought up tiktok and that's actually like a big thing you know right now especially for artists and music in general i mean if you get like if the 15 seconds of your song is you know used as like a a meme so to speak a quote-unquote meme you know you're like the driver's license song that's the only reason i know about it is because i don't i don't even have tiktok on my phone i just likewise i don't have youtube it i go like top tiktoks for this week or this year month or whatever and then like i'll see and hear the same the same songs over and over again. And then some people also post it to their reels on Instagram, which I do have. So I, I I've actually, yeah, I can admit I've looked up. It helps song. a lot of people. It brought that bring me the horizon song back into the um, charts and then helps all time low and shit, all these bands and stuff. I, you know, that's cool. I haven't made one yet. I'm like, <laughs> I, it would be fun. I would have a good time doing it. Like, I think Brendan Murphy's is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's, great. he's great. He's great. You know, some people have a great approach to it where it's my kind of comedy. Um, it just, you know, I feel like I'm funny, but I feel like if I try, like I've had Instagram and, I, and people have always been like, you should do something like that. I'm like, I don't like thinking of things like that. I'm just, they listen I'm, to this. I'm just funny. That's your thing. Yeah, but I'm just funny. Like, if you say something, I can get you a quip real quick or like a joke yeah. real quick. I'm not like let me write out the skit. Like I'm not, that's not the type of humor that I get into, but I, I enjoy it. Like, like you said, Brendan's is fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He just, oh, there's like awkward. <laughs> he's, he's, he comes across as awkward, funny guy. And it just works so good. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a fantastic approach. So it, you know, it takes, and I get that there will always be new avenues that people have to use to get their music out there. Like, would it be advantageous if, if for King had, uh, a TikTok and you know shit really went off for our like when everything means nothing or death grip or some shit like mm-hmm. that. One hundred percent. Well, it's also going to touch it base with a different one of us. age group. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a different age group that is in that platform, so to speak. You know what I mean? So yeah, if you want to get a younger age group, yeah, for sure. I think that's something that you know metal and hardcore should definitely take the time to do. And you know, yeah. and again, like. I, we talked about it. We're behind the, the times for the most part. But, you know, these are th- like, I don't yeah. want to get a TikTok, but I, it'd probably be, like you said, advantageous for Lamb Good to have one, right? Yeah. So we- one of the bands I manage is band Left to Suffer. They're super heavy, oh, yeah, like yeah. metalcore, deathcore band. Taylor, he's all over TikTok. He's fucking hilarious. He puts his growlies and fucking gutturals and shit on there and does covers. And he's great at it, but he's also 21 years old yeah. and he's having a great time doing it. And, um, I love watching him do it. And as his manager, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. it's a, we're just in different places in our lives at the moment. Um, but I love it. I think it's super, it's been very, very, it's been very helpful for the band. For sure. And left, so. that, they're from the, they're the Georgia band, right? Yes. They're okay. from Atlanta. Yeah. We um, had uh, we, we did their video premiere like a year or two ago. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Jeff, my business pa- uh, partner, um, him and I co-managed the band. Awesome. And we founded uh, Featured X together and just, we've been best buds for like 16 years or something like that. We grew up in New York together and 
He's a good guy. Having fun. Is so. Featured X, like, do you manage artists or they on, on there too? Or is it just because uh, explain Featured X to everybody? Because that's something I wanted to get okay. into. And we kind of touched a little bit on it with the collaboration yeah. talk a little bit ago. So Featured X is a platform where you can go and hire your favorite singer, guitar player, bassist, or drummer to do a feature or session work on your music. So you can go on there and see if you like Fit for a King and you want Ryan Kirby to scream on your song. You can go there, click on Ryan Kirby, send him your song, and uh, send him your lyrics, timestamp of what you'd like him to sing on, and... He will log into his profile, listen to it, message you back, see if he's into it or not, and accept or decline. If he accepts, you pay the artist, he sings on the song, you get it back, there you go. Yeah, all done. So we made a, essentially it was a platform where you get to avoid the red tape. If you want to work with these artists, these artists are willing to work with you. They, you know, it has about like a, uh, like a 35 or 40% completion rating. So a good amount of the stuff does go through. Um, but I just like that it's all based off the music. Let me listen to the thing first. If I vibe with the song, right. then sure, let's give it a go. Um, so, yeah, that's the main idea behind the project. That's cool. Who are some of the biggest people that you have on there? I did see you had Sonny from POD on there. So that's yes. you know, that's kind of big market. Not saying cool. that Ryan's not big market either, but that's a... There's a different uh, threshold to everything, right? Yeah, Sonny was, um, he's one of the more notable, art. I guess our two like big active rock guys would be like him or Ronnie from Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Um, but Sonny has been awesome to work with, really, really nice guy. And the number one uh, artists really have probably been Kellen Quinn and Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. Cool. Um, Kellen uh, kept his rate very affordable and got just crazy amount of offers and just picked his favorite songs. And then Spencer just, he's just gotten a shit ton of offers the whole time through. Uh, and we, you know, we kind of gauged it each time and had to keep altering it and stuff like that. But uh, again, a good friend of mine and someone I very much enjoy working with. I'd say those two have been the most popular. Shane Told from Silverstein gets a lot. Um, Frankie from Amir has been doing well since yeah. he joined us. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I just love watching the background because I can listen to everything too. Right. And it's helped me discover a lot of bands because at the beginning, we just had an application process on the site. I had recruited the original 60 people and then kept going, kept going, kept going. <clears throat> and once we opened up the application process, I was just so surprised to see some of the people that applied on their own and were from notable bands that I really enjoyed and respected. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. you know, for instance, uh, when we didn't put up bassists until Killian Duarte uh, applied. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, now I have to. I yeah. was like, I'm a massive <laughs> fan of him. So we got to put these up because he's the best. Right. And... It you know that's the stuff that got me so excited to work on it the whole way through because it was a big project for this year and it came on very quickly from idea to inception we launched within five weeks after Jeff had his stupid shower idea so um, it just went. It's it, where the good that's where the good ideas come from you know 
Yeah, he just called me when we talk every day all the time. And we were talking about Left to Suffer one morning and talking about the On Death EP that just came out now. So mm-hmm. for everyone listening that's thinking about how should I be planning my band? Yes, we were talking a year ago about the thing that we were going to do last week. <laughs> so um, think about that. So And there's a lot of downtime between that and, you know, I mean, it wasn't a, a regular, it a wasn't a regular you year. Whole year. Yeah, you can create a whole business, sell it, and still work on it. Um, so... We we were talking about the On Death EP and talking about features that we wanted to have, which were Lockie from Alpha Wolf, Rio from Crystal Lake, and Tom Barber from Chelsea Grin. And then Jeff was like, man, it would be so cool if there was just like a site where you could hire these people and like not have to deal with the bullshit and just get to it. And I was like, that was definitely the best idea you've ever had, dude. And he was like, yeah? I was like, yeah. Hold on. And I called Kirby. And I was like, Kirby, will you do this thing? Will you do it? We make it. He's like, yeah. So I hit up a couple more friends like Levi, Telly, like a couple people. And I was like, hey, if I make this thing, will you do it? They're like, yeah, sounds good. And, you know, originally we were going to launch with 13 because we wanted it to be like a quirky, silly number. And then we were like, all right. All, all of a sudden we had 60 people who we were like, thought were really cool and would do well. And it's just been a blast, dude. Because I, I, it's a lot of it's just working with my friends and, we all lost our income this year and yeah. a lot of us, you know, we were five days into a world tour. And if you think that a whole trailer's worth of uh, gear or merchandise and shit just disappears in a day, <laughs> you're out of your goddamn mind. So there's a lot financially that bands were going through and I knew it personally. So when Jeff had the idea, I was like, well, you know, so a lot of my friends, if they sing two songs a month, they'll at least pay their rent and mm-hmm. they'll, you know, stay okay. And that was what I was proud of, where everywhere from freaking South Africa to New Jersey, we we helped people get through this year. We turned off the um, percentage that we take for a good like three or four months just because it was like, well, everyone's so fucked. What are we going to do? Like, right. you know, I was on unemployment, so I was just sitting here working on it anyway. Um, and it's just a blast, dude. It's a lot of fun to do. It's kind of like a cool, uh, a cooler version of Cameo, but for artists, you know? Yeah, it's very, very similar. And, um, you know, that at a time when Cameo has had such a success, I was glad to see that we were able to create our own little market for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the fans of these bands have had a really enjoyable time getting to connect with, you know, people that they admire. If I can get Jeff Rickley on here to come sing on my shit, I'm going to have a good time too. You know, Dustin right. Cancer, I know you're listening and you want to be my best friend. <laughs> so, you know, it's that's the thing. It all comes from strategy and admiration mm-hmm. uh we're all lucky if we get to work with someone like when fit for a king got jake lures on a song i was like fuck that's so cool i yeah. fucking love jake lures yeah he's he's a good he's a good yeah. vocalist for sure and uh yeah that's you just want to work with people you're a fan of you yeah. know what i mean and i think that's something super special because times will come and go t-shirts will fade but that song you can have that song forever. You yeah. know, forever remember the time like I interacted with this person that I um, look up to and had on my art. And, you know, if you're an artist, I think that that's a super special thing. Yeah. 
So let's uh, let's talk about the Get Tucked podcast. You're, okay. you're you're creeping up in my little realm here, stepping on you know my little toes here every now and then. Yes, sir. You, you I'm, sorry. I'm also <laughs> drinking out of a State of the Scene podcast oh, mug wow, at the wow. moment. Okay, so. we'll shout them out too. State of the Scene. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. go, Marcos and Sam. There you go, guys. <laughs> yeah, they they, yeah. they definitely have a pulse on like the the up and coming like if Malcor was still a thing, they have like yeah they have like the, the pulse on and, that and like the 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 pop meat scene stuff like yes. yeah all the mall core shit like they've got their own market they do and that's why i love listening to it is i hear about new bands all the time yeah. and um they've been kind and talking about feature decks too which is cool and you know it's always interesting listening to shit about your own bands or whatever but um that's why i'm like well maybe if i'm really nice to all these people all the time they will give my bands better reviews uh <laughs> how's that working out <laughs> dude uh it's you know here's the thing is when you write a flawless awesome fucking anthemic record it's the best metalcore record of the whole year like it's hard for people not to like it right. and uh well that's what we did so you know <laughs> You know, yeah, it's we're the best metalcore band on the whole planet. Right. You invented it. You started it before everybody else. And you're we also did the it best. before we did. I was going <laughs> to drag a tray. You into I'm it not again. Gonna, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. So the podcast get tucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, troll the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, Where did you get the idea to do a podcast? I mean, obviously, uh, everyone has one these days. It feels like so, yes. you know, um, you just kind of said screw it and you started doing it and what's the goal behind the podcast like what's the if someone like i don't know explain it to someone who's never heard it okay so originally i was going to do it on our tours and i wanted to i thought it would be a fun way to have people get to know behind the scenes the people that are on the tours not just well if i'm gonna go see a show with Fit for the Kings and Silent Planet and blah 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 or whatever like well let me get to know all the members behind the mask and that's what originally what I wanted to do. And then all this shit happened. So I was like, well, I'm still going to do it. And um, it's just been a lot of fun. Like I wanted a way to show myself in a more authentic manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think over the years, especially with a lot of the stuff like we talked about earlier, religion, all this kind of shit, you know, you first, you're a guy from New York and you just fucking joined this band from Texas and, the scene's different and you're you're learning your way and you're trying to interact with so many new humans every day. And, you know, I look back on some of the stuff I've done and I've said, and I just wanted people to really get to know me for me right. and not just the me that I thought I had to be when I first joined the band and then the V that slowly started to come out. Um, and that's why I went with the name I did because I was like, well, if you see the name get tucked and you're too stupid to understand that I'm alluding to go fuck yourself, then first of all, we have a problem. Right. And, you know, quickly when listening to the show, you probably won't go five or 10 minutes without me making some stupid joke or going off on a random tangent. And the goal is to provide information that I have about things that I enjoy and have learned along the way as someone that I, I think I've been very blessed and lucky to be in the position I'm in through friendships, hard work and persistence. So now I've gotten to be around a guy like Ryan and my manager, Corey for a long time. And there's some smart motherfuckers. So if other people can hear the stuff that they tell me, then that will probably help some more people in the long run. 
while also getting my friends on the show, sharing their knowledge and showcasing them for who I see them as on tour and not just, well, let's sit here and have a conversation about I'm like, no, I want this person on the show because I think they're fun as fuck and I think they're going to have a good time. And since we haven't been on the road. I've talked to people that I didn't know or didn't meet before like you and I today. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking weird. Uh, I like it. <laughs> and you have, yeah, it's weird. you have times it's slow and you have to warm them up or you're a little unsure of the conversations. But for the most part, I've had a great time doing it and, I don't know. It's just a fun thing to do. You're like a you're a couple handful of episodes in, right? Like how many episodes do you have out? Like 54. 54? Yeah, we did I've been slow this year. I did 52 in the year. Okay. So, that's uh, more than I've done in a year, so kudos to that. I'm trying to get to the 52 episodes a year. Uh and we're yeah. on we're on track this year, but um again, I'm sure you run the podcast yourself like I run this podcast well myself. Yeah. So, uh there's a lot that goes into it, and I don't necessarily get to talk to people that on this podcast or in general uh, that do podcasts. So it is very, you know, it's strange because, like you said, um, since the pandemic, I've been doing these remote as well. But prior to, they were all in person, and I felt yeah. like in person was a little bit easier because, like, uh, our interactions are only based on like Twitter for the most part, and that's not we don't we don't talk every week even that. So like when today is the first day we've actually had an actual conversation and we just popped up on this zoom call. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, you do have to navigate that. You have to get used to navigating like that and warming the waters up and all that stuff. So it does take time. And, um, that was one of the things that I hated when I first started it. I would get so, I don't know, angsty about it or not angsty, but like nervous in a way that I shouldn't have been nervous, but like, it is kind of nerve wracking, you know, cause like, yeah. you know, this is all going to be out for anyone and everyone to listen to. And we, I don't edit the podcast one bit. So it's like, very cool when we do it, that's what it is. And that's all it's going to be. So like if I screw up or goof up, which clearly I do on the regular on this thing, yeah. it just says out there. So it's one of those things that's really cool to see that, you know, you also might have the same issues and I don't know how much, yeah. um, cause your guests, do you know all your guests ahead of time? No, no. Do you know I've started to dip outside the pool a little bit? You know, some of a, a good chunk of them. Yeah, I have a previous relationship with. But then there's, you know, years like this where I don't really know a Rory Rodriguez from, you know, Dayseeker or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And but the band's super hot and I love the band and I just want to talk to him and ask him questions. And that's I only want to talk to people that I'm genuinely interested in talking to because I'm excited about them. Because first and foremost, throughout this entire experience, I am a fan of music. Mm -hmm. I fucking love music. I am like, when you brought up like, oh, I might have a connection to to (laughs) Manchester. It's like, honestly, do I even like, I want to meet them, but I like don't even want to meet them because they're a mythical star in the sky to me. I, I still feel that way. And it's that love for music that keeps me in this delusional mindset that allows me to live this blissful life. And I like it. I I took the fucking blue pill. I'm in the matrix and I'm having a great time. I hope crypto makes me billions of dollars and I'm fucking rich and screamo until I'm dead. Right. There you go. There you go. Do you, how much <laughs> research do you do 
prior to your episode with the guest, whether you know them or not? Uh, or do you try to make it like a more that, casual conversation type thing? No, I like to do some research. I like to go back and listen to the discography. I like to um, try to listen to other podcasts that they've done. So that way I don't um, ask the same questions everyone else has asked. Like, you know, if I'm going to interview somebody that Finn's already done, like I'm 100% going to listen to Finn's and make sure I don't ask any of the questions that Finn asked because I want people to like my conversation for my conversation and not, I want them to listen to both and gain so much knowledge about the artist. Mm -hmm. And as an avid listener of podcasts, which I, I'm pretty into, I listen to a lot. Um, I'd say more so than music probably these days. That's the bummer. It's like, how do you, deviate the time between either either or because like gym yeah oh my god yeah i'm not in the gym so that's not gonna help me but uh it's just one of those things where i'm like i'm finding that i'm listening to more more and more podcasts and like yeah i started dabbling into the sports podcast which is going to be a a big problem because then i'm gonna like oh i can't do that but dude i had this this year's been funny for me man so you know the whole sports card craze that's going on? Are you like a real sports card sports yeah, guy? Uh, you know? uh, collecting cards. I have like a whole set of baseball cards right here, but that's the yeah. first kind of cards that I've collected in many, many, many years. But I'm oh. well aware of like it's it's popping off right now, especially yeah, with like super the hot NFT right stuff going on too. So I've been going through my whole collection that I had when I was a kid mm. and trying to find stuff. And I found a fucking Tom Brady rookie card in like mint condition that I have to get graded. And it's worth a shit ton of money. And I'm stoked. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. All my cards it's like, are fucking gone, dude. I don't know where they are from my childhood. Oh, no way, dude. That sucks. Yeah, it's crazy. My parents luckily have let me keep some shit at their house over the year. Like living in Brooklyn, it's not like there's uh, right. much room for anything, but. I got lucky, but it's funny. You go through thousands of these little pieces of cardboard and just like, maybe I'll find that one thing that's worth something. Then you see all these people going crazy over Pokemon cards and shit. And then you go to Target one day and you're like, I'm going to buy some Pokemon cards. No, you won't. There's a (laughs) child in front of you with his grandma and the grandma goes, do you have any Pokemon cards? And then they go, sorry, ma'am, we're all sold out. And then you're right. like, oh, I'm not going to buy any more Pokemon cards. I, yeah, I yeah. feel like a bad No, person. yeah, I think, um, yeah, Target and everybody and all those kind Walmart. of wholesalers, yeah, they definitely are getting, there's a whole thing going on where like, you can only buy them buy online them now. Yeah. Yeah, now, now they stop selling them in the stores. Getting too many uh, fights. The ones near me. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy psychopaths. But it's weird how everything is just like everything collectible gets to like a weird, like a very weird point. Like I collect vinyl and CDs because I'm an idiot. And um, yeah, it just gets really weird. Like how much money do I really want to spend on a vinyl? You know, do you see Spirit Box sold out all their vinyl yesterday? I already got one. You got one? Yeah, I got one. See, that's going to be a collectible item, though. Yeah, I know. First pressing and that shit. And it's autographed. The Newberry ones were autographed. There were 750 of them. So of course, Newberry Comics? Yeah. Where, where? Oh. Well, they, they were selling the... They were... It's pre-order, right? Because it doesn't come out until September yeah. or something. So, like, yeah, they were selling uh, 750 copies of an autographed uh, vinyl. And that's the only outlet that had them. And then, of course, like, the band's web store sold out, you know, fairly quick. But you could still purchase the Newberry Comics one. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get that one for sure. And then... Speaking of which, Body Snatcher today also announced that they uh, they released their the the Heavy Void album 
500 yeah. copies or something like that. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to buy that one too. So. Oh, that's sick. I I heard the song that they put out today. The one that's like starts with like something bitch motherfucker. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's like fucking, I forget. I saw a comment the other day that was like, oh shit, bucket hat Kyle is out. I'm like, that's so fitting. <laughs> Band's awesome. I hope there's a, there's a, did they, uh, I'm, yeah, wait, this isn't going to come out for a while, right? Like late June, early July. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, they're good. Did they announce the tour today? I don't know. <laughs> All right, they're announcing a tour. <laughs> Left to Suffer's opening it. It's going to oh, be cool. fucking sick. Dope. Um, and that probably <laughs> will come around my area since, you know, I'm in between both of those bands. So hopefully they kind of stop in North Florida. So that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Speaking of I tours, forget. you guys have a tour coming up too now. Yes. We you announced, uh, you announced one. I think we've had almost everybody on that tour on this podcast. Very nice. It's a bunch of nice, lovely chaps. Right. You just had JT and Era on recent. Uh, JT and uh, fucking Shred Guy. Right. Jesse. Jesus. Yeah. And then uh, we had JB from August Burns Red. Who's the, Oh, we haven't had like Moss. We haven't had them on, but. Oh, okay. We'll get there. They're great. Love them. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a bro tour. We've all toured together in some capacity, so it'll be very fun. Uh, everyone's got new records since the last time we toured, so that will be nice as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting seeing these tours shape up because a lot of people are like uh, being a bit critical of some. Not ours, luckily enough. It was really nice. Everyone's just like, that's a very fucking metalcore tour. And we we're yeah, absolutely. Good job, ABR. But um, there's no... U- European, UK, Australian, Japanese bands that are allowed into the country. Mm-hmm. So when you are putting together these lineups, it's very limiting. How do you put together a metalcore lineup without Polaris or Crystal Lake? I don't know. Yeah. You know, all this shit. So it's very interesting to see all the stuff that's shaped up for this fall. And um, I think it's going to smash. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to. I don't know if I will. I don't know if I will be able to see the entire tour. Uh, but I, I'm going to be in uh, Birmingham for Furnace Fest. So I mean, oh I know, hell yeah! I know August Burns Red's playing that. I'm not I've completely. What started. day are you going to? All of them, dude. Oh, we're playing day three too. Okay, yeah. so yeah, the whole tour is playing that day. I don't know if Moths is no, on Moths it, isn't. You're right, but I think Air is on it. Yeah, they are. Yeah, then okay. the three of us are on that day three Furnace Fest, which I wish I could go to the first two. I would fucking, I would mosh so hard to Beloved on day two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. I would have, I've never seen that band before. I would be head walking. I would have the best time. I won't actually head walk. It's not even like that kind of band, though. Sued. I know, but there are <laughs> breakdowns. There are some fucking heavy ass breakdowns. And Joe no, Buffett's yeah, yeah, all right. like, yeah, dude, and that's what's sick. Now I did. I've I've seen that band quite a few times because obviously they're they're from not close by, but they're from the Carolinas, and so early yeah. on they would play, you know, Florida, and we, you know, luckily for me, I I had Evergreen Terrace locally here, and that oh, brought sick. a lot of other bands here too, right? So, you yeah. know, a lot of the early eulogy and all that stuff, and so that's why I kind of. I was able to get into beloved and see them a lot more. Uh, but yeah, they haven't played in for, you know, a hundred million years. So it'll be cool to Hella see them. Jealous. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot of bands on that thing. You know, that's like a, I've talked about it a million times on this podcast. It's going to be like a yeah. scene Mecca and we're all, we're all going to have to like, go look, you know, absolutely. They've done a really incredible job putting that thing together from inception to the final lineup. And I am just, <clears throat> 
I'm very lucky to be playing. Yeah. I can't wait to watch bands that day. And if the fact that I'm playing on the same day as a band like the Get Up Kids and shit is just fucking cool, man. Like it's going to be a really fun day for music because I miss mixed bills. Mm-hmm. Mixed bills were fun. Yeah. People need to put together more entertaining tours. As I'm just talking about how people were like, that's the most metal poor tour ever. And that's, you know, I like to come out swinging. It's great. But it's fun seeing a good mixed bill like the Hail the Sun uh, headliner that just got announced yeah. with like uh, Kurt Travis and Konashi and shit. Like that's a fun day of music. I feel like back in the day it was a lot, a, a lot more mixed. You yeah, know, there were a lot more mixed up tours. Like I saw, there were a lot of bands I saw that I would never have gone out to see. You know, like they were, just weren't my style. And then I didn't necessarily like them, but you know, I definitely saw them and I checked them out more so than I probably would have had I you know just gone to their show regularly. Because I, you know, like the Juliana Theory, I'm not a big fan of them but i've seen them a handful of times because they toured with like a bunch of bands that you know they don't sound anything like Same with uh dashboard started by touring with heavy bands Mm -hmm. fucking chris caraba king of florida (laughs) best singer on planet earth the most emo dude ever hands down yeah my friend yeah uh, my friend's a dashboard fan i'm not necessarily but he is a huge dashboard huge dashboard stand over here oh yeah ride or die for that guy yeah that's why i played guitar i was like i want to play guitar i want to sing about my emotion chicks are sick let's fucking go yeah and uh never looked back i'm not even an eighth of the player he is but i have just loved every piece of music he's done it's just something you know you it's a time and a place like i said you know i when i was in eighth grade i just connected with his his shit so much and have followed it the entire time it's a formidable year it's a formidable time in your life too so you know yeah and most people would say why do you still listen to the band that you were listening to when you're in eight when we're in eighth grade maybe you should grow up a little bit maybe i should but fuck you dude like i can do what i want yeah it was it was sublime's 25th or i'm sorry it was bradley knoll's 25th anniversary of his death and um sublime is one of those bands that i know i shouldn't like and i know they get a lot of flack but i love that band man they were like the band for me in middle school and like Great early high school and i still to this day every week will listen to countless sublime yeah. songs you know what i mean and i've heard them all a million times because nothing new's come out in the last yeah you know 20 plus years so but then those people also should phrase it as like wait why do you like that band that like billions of other people <laughs> like you're such a fucking idiot yeah, right. like yeah, I'm sorry you like Chris Caraba. What, do you like emo or something? Yeah, I do. I think it's great. Oh, whatever. Good for you, guy. Yeah. There was a lot of gatekeeping early on in the scene, man. Yeah. And that, that, that that's probably kind of why I had I didn't check out some bands, you know? And that's why it's like I probably didn't check out the Mars Volta because I felt like if I listen to the Mars Volta, I'll don't make fun of me or whatever. Yeah. And I literally I literally I was a new metal kid. You know, I was a I was a big new metal kid in middle school, and then like high school came around, and I found hardcore, and I realized very quickly that oh, these guys do not like the new metal stuff, so that's going to fall to the wayside. I'm going to listen to that in my spare time with no one around, right? And, you know, but now here I am. I'm now like, every fucking hardcore guy loves new metal, and it's like, yeah, like if I could, like I'd fucking. Be. And I actually said, I said a lot of hardcore bands are starting to sound like they are influenced by new metal. And I got a lot of flack for that because I even said, like, Knock Loose is somewhat new metal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. New metal mixed with disembodied. Um, and it's awesome. And 
man, that band is such an anomaly though, because it's, it's incredible to see a band that can make a bunch of other bands sound like something Mm -hmm. where they created this whole wave and it was so (laughs) quick and organic and just happened where they're a total anomaly all around where I love that they break the, the system a little bit where, you know, people like to put together tours based off of analytics and Spotify numbers and draw and all the stuff. But you could have more Spotify plays than knocked loose, but can you outdraw knocked loose? Well, you know, Spotify plays, man, you're in the podcast game. So you probably keep up to date with like music charts on the podcast, right? Oh, great. Fucking thing. Hey, you there? Gotcha. Oh, we're good. Okay. All right, yeah, we're, we're back. We're back. Um, what were you yeah, saying? I really enjoy looking at that kind of stuff. I like charts. I, um, so it's fun, but I just also like bands that just break the system where because what happens is a lot of times bands continue to get billed in a certain way because they were a big band or have achieved certain things, right? And they mm-hmm. continue to get paid a lot, but their draw depreciates over time, right? And then you have a band that goes from, well, I know that they're opening the Stick to Your Guns tour and have you heard of this Knocked Loose? Nope. Oh yeah, people are leaving. They just go watch this band and then they leave. And then you saw it with like the story so far when they first opened a Wonder Years tour and people were like, holy shit, people are just coming for this band and they're getting chump change to open and all this kind mm-hmm. of shit to now being direct support to Gojira yeah. within a very small time frame. It's remarkably inspiring, and I hope that it continues to inspire bands to seek uh, originality. Yeah, because that's what happens when you're just 100% yourself. Like, you know, you ain't gonna be Brian. You can try all you want. You ain't gonna be that guy. So, and again, I wasn't saying like I'm not comparing them or adding the new metal genre. You know, uh, oh no, 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 because it's derogatory. I love new metal, and it's not like everything has to I'll be say, rap dude, rock. Left to Suffer fucking loves new metal. Yeah, and a lot of um, these kids grew up on it, and I'm sure a lot of like you know Brian was just on Clowns, um, Clown of Slipknot's podcast. They yeah. grew up listening to that shit, so of course they're going to have some kind of influence from that. But touching base back with the the chart thing I was talking about because we unfortunately got the unstable internet connection there. That's the only yeah, drawback. Sorry about that. That's probably mine, to be honest with you. But that's the oh. only drawback to doing these things remote. That's that's all I have to say. But you're in the podcast game. Do you pay attention to the podcast charts, like the music charts? I have never looked at it. Oh my god! There's the top one is. I always, don't even know if I'd be on there or not. I I see people post. Actually, about I think you might actually. Stuff. I think I might have seen you guys, you on there once or twice, and it's probably like the top 200 music podcast or music interview podcast or whatever. But there's always. You, one. Is it on like the Spotify for artists or just on the Spotify page? Uh, I use Chartable. Chartable. Yeah, that's another thing. So you might want to look into that. But I'll check that uh, out. It does. It it shows you where you are in all the other charts if you chart. So. Oh, okay. But um, the one I always see at the I'm top right, all the time. Yeah, it's good. It's a good little uh, service to use. But the one I see at the top all the time. No one. I've never met anyone that listens to it. It's uh, 
some Alec Baldwin post or Alec, Alec Baldwin. Um, here's the thing I think with Alec Baldwin, I've never heard mm-hmm. anyone talk about it ever, but to, to bring back to what you're saying about bands that have a lot of Spotify plays, I feel like that's the number one podcast above all the other music podcasts that are, that I actually know people talk about that. It's just sitting up top there. And I'm like, there's no way that they're actually getting real downloads or real views. You know what I mean? There's just no way. Yeah. Like, Cause if, Cause fuck that. It just I hate yeah. going there and seeing Alec Baldwin right at the top, and I'm like, dude, I know the numbers that Adam, yeah, Adam and No Jumper get. You know what I mean? I know the numbers they're pulling, and there's no fucking way Alec Baldwin is beating that. You know? No, nah, no way. Now Adam's just demolishing it. That is such a fun podcast to listen to and or watch. Um, and like you noted earlier, I can't wait to listen to the Finn one. I'm very excited about. Yeah, I'm that. gonna I'm gonna wrap that. Um, I'm gonna, we're gonna wrap this up in a little bit. I'm gonna get back to that before I have the other guests on. But um, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just been a lot of fun to do. I need to look into those charts and try to see that. I want to be more dedicated to the podcast and start doing video and stuff. But I needed like at first, I just needed to learn how to do it and figure out like. Find my voice and figure out how I wanted to be a fucking podcaster and tell people that they can go fuck themselves. Right. But now I've gotten it where, like, I feel comfortable. I know I've got people that like my band and listen to my podcast or, you know, maybe even found the podcast first and then ended up liking the band and have gotten to know me better. And so now I'm I'm just about ready to go into, like, pushing it some more, trying to do video with it, shit like that, but... It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. Unfortunately, it's a that's, lot of work, man. especially when and you add video into the the mix. So good luck with that. And for anyone else uh, who's wanting to do a podcast, just don't do a music interview podcast because then you're going to be stepping in on our toes. So uh, just you know, create. No. Well, the reality is they just won't do it as well because they're stupid and they're not as entertaining. So just if you're thinking to yourself, should I do a podcast? No, you shouldn't. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Just um. listen to ours. You'll get everything you need out of those. Nah, I think, honestly, every band could use one. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so, there's so a, many different outlets that bands need to capitalize on. Like, again, yeah. that they've been behind for so long that they need to, and they probably will in the near future. And as someone who's like, who did interviews for a good amount of time before I was doing them myself, the whole, if you're going to do it, you gotta know what your lane is. You gotta know who you are. You gotta be yourself because if you're not, people will hear it. They'll see it. They'll notice. It's boring. I don't fucking want it. You know, I could fucking wear a suit and tie and I could give a really nice, sharp interview for everybody if I wanted to. But that's not fun. People right. wanna hear me say, no, fuck that guy, fuck that band. You know, if you're a singer that's pissed on a girl, like you, you should probably not wear muscle tees. You know, all sorts of fun stuff. Right. No, I definitely have hot takes that I don't allow myself to express on this podcast. But um, yeah, it is what it is. No, I take it to a certain level if it's only in the sense of comedy. But I don't do anything that's like derogatory or. Um, not like I would still say my podcast is pretty PC. I just tell a lot of people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's it. Like, cause that's the thing that people are forgetting too, where everyone's like, comedy is dead. You can't fucking talk about it. No, you could talk so much shit. You could say so much stuff. You just shouldn't be a bigot. 
Right. It's like, it's really not that hard. I was having a conversation about this, you know, the other day where it was just like, there are some key things to avoid. You should probably not be racist. Uh, you should not so like hit women or like, uh, or, or whomever you uh, are partnered with right. domestic violence. Right. You know, and uh, there was one other one that we mentioned. Uh, be a pedophile. Don't be a pedophile. Yeah, and uh, key, if you avoid key, those yeah. three things, you'd be pretty good. But you should avoid those three things anyway. Otherwise, you're a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's just remarkable that people make that like a big deal because you can still joke about things. You could joke about a lot of things. Yeah. It's also, fine, there's you know? healing and laughter. And like, you, you know, you seem to. You seem to watch or be a fan of comedy. You mentioned Tom Segura before the podcast, so yes, yeah. There and I'm I'm on board with like the way they look at it. You know, it's like yeah. Do you oh, watch listen to YMH or anything? That's not the one I listen to. I do watch the clips on YouTube. I'm more into the Two Bears One Cave. Uh, okay, I'm into that that podcast. And I don't have watch- you listen to Tom Talks. No. He's done so, and if you like sports shit, like he he just interviewed like Deion Sanders. Yeah, he's, he just I, I've, I've seen the, the names uh, on there, but I just you know yeah. what I mean. Again, dude, there's so many damn fucking podcasts, and so it's and a like lot. the one I listen to the most, the Rogan one, is three hours long. So it's like Jesus, you know what I mean? Like if I got, oh, I can't man. listen to new music or the music I even like, and all these podcasts. So you know, I'm trying. I to, haven't listened to that one as much anymore. I need to. Dive I haven't back either. In a little and bit. it's mostly because um, of the Spotify thing. And I can't watch it. it. You can't watch yeah, the whole episode. Yeah, it's that so. and the time. And yeah, it's very easy to just throw something on YouTube while I'm sitting at my desk here and like doing work and, and listening. Yeah. Um, but I I just prefer that's I that's how I retain knowledge is yeah. through audio. I'm not I've always been a, a horrendous reader, not a great <laughs> student. Um, I would say I can hardly do the shit. But if I hear things, I can absorb it pretty well. So the the podcasting just makes me, um, I don't know, it's very calming. Yeah. Do I you, love listening to people talk. Do you, um, have you I listened do listen to Bad to, Friends? No, I haven't listened to Bad Friends. I do listen to Two Bears all okay. the time, though. Yeah, Two Bears um, is one that's good because um, I just like both of those guys, right? I don't necessarily, yeah. I don't like Bert's podcast by himself. Bert should shut the fuck up sometimes, <laughs> but it's great. When he's just doing his like super squeaky laugh, like yeah. for five minutes, I'm like, dude, like it, it was funny, but it wasn't that funny. I, I mean, I like it because I, I like that they just panned like Tom's face or something like that, and he's got some fucking <laughs> expression or something. They're they're great friends together. Oh that's yeah, the thing I like about it. But yeah, the Bill Burt one is really good too. By the now, way, now Bill Burr is one that I'll I actually have listened to the Tuesday morning or Monday morning podcast, whatever it's called. I've done that one, and I can get through that one. Uh, I have do you listen, listen to Bill Burt. Yeah, though? I have listened he, to a couple of yeah. those too. There's just again, there's yeah. so many, and like I really started watching Bad Friends a lot with uh, Bobby Lee and Cheeto Santino. I watch. I like. Oh, now their clips are just fucking constantly in my recommended, and I'm like, I'll check that out. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, I need to do that. They're, they're a pretty good one. Um, but again, I have so much other shit going on, and I, I don't watch Adam's podcast as much anymore because again, I'm not really. I used to watch that in the early days all the time. I had no idea who the guests were. But I was like, damn, this is cool. You know, like this guy has got his pulse on like or his finger on the pulse for like every fucking cool up and coming rapper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I kind of want to be that for like metal. You know, I've said that before, but I'm not as cool as Adam. So there is that. But now you are, dude. That's the thing is, I feel like in this space where uh, a good example was the hot wings, dude. Mm -hmm. Very normal guy achieved something 
absolutely I don't know insane. how normal. He's got like a stomach of fucking steel. He has to eat those damn hot wings every damn episode. So oh, he's got for some sure. superhuman power or something. But he's still a pretty like average human. Mm-hmm. But he's done something that's you know extraordinary and massive that everybody knows about. And he's gotten to speak with the biggest celebrities on the planet. You know, it's pretty cool what you're capable of when you just like strap on and go for it. It's funny hat strap on. And you just like you know, just strap in and, and fucking go for it. Um and it's I think that you could totally do that. It's a one hundred percent achievable thing. I mean I wanted to come on your show. You didn't ask me. Yeah. Well. I wanted to come on here. And that's the thing that's cool is I wanted to be on the Van Flip podcast because one, I, I loved when Lamb Goat when people Talked a lot of shit on there, and I thought it was hilarious. And uh, they still do. That's not gone anywhere. Yeah, the you know people got a little cowardly after the anonymous thing went away, and it was uh, like, all right, (laughs) we're gonna see what we're really saying. I know that Alex has mentioned it before, but we do have a new redesign coming out, hopefully within the next month. So by the time this is out, it could already be out. But the new redesign, um, it'll be mobile friendly, so everyone's head is blown up. You know, their minds blown. But there, there will be. uh, I think there will be a version of anonymous comments that will be moderated way better that's all i think and i don't want to guarantee cool. that but it'll it'll be back uh and again the redesign will be a lot the redesign won't look like you know your standard other website that outlets that are out there already in the metal scene it'll kind of stay somewhat traditional to the layout of lamb yeah. simple and it's right good before. for bands, honestly, because if you can read shit about yourself where people are telling you that you should die, like if you can get through that, you can get through anything else. You know what I mean? And so uh, I, I like when we put out some stuff and like people tell Fit for King that they should fuck with Van Flip. I think it's hilarious. And I don't I, go. I don't like why. that's the thing. If you read like article, you know, comments about yourself like that and you take it, which obviously sometimes it's hard not to. When I first joined the band and we put out our first record and and people were just like, fuck this guy. He sucks. (laughs) Well, guess what, guys? I don't sing the choruses anymore, so you got your wish. There you go, you fucking dickheads. Look in the future. You know what? You know, but... (laughs) Hey, the message message board's called me fat enough to where I'm like, you know what? I probably am fat, so let me just go ahead and slim down. And then, of course, you know, you check your BMI and your fucking average wait for your height and you're like oh i am kind of overweight so dude honestly yeah i'm the heaviest i've ever been right now um yeah but you're getting, the, you're getting the quarantine 50 or whatever they want to call it you know no nah, honestly i'm getting jacked that's what i'm getting <laughs> i'm fu- fucking fat i'm getting jacked i don't i'm no nah, i eat i eat candy and sugar like a motherfucker oh yeah uh, we're talking about that i you know yeah. I, I gave it up because I was talking to Colin from uh, God's Hate, and I was yeah. like, man, you know, I just would love to give up sugar, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, just do it or something along those lines. And I was like, okay. And then somewhere in my head it just clicked, and I haven't had it. I mean, I've had it since, but, like, yeah. it's been, like, weeks in between. Like, I'll have, like, a, I'll, like, give myself a cookie or, like, a, I'll have a, a yeah. Coke. No, Coke I'm was addicted. my fucking vice, you know what I mean? I was slamming yeah. Cokes. Oh, uh, see, so yeah, yeah, I don't drink soda, but every single night, my big problem is I'm a pothead. And I, every night, just, I want a candy bar. I want a Mounds bar. I want a brownie. That's I the one you're going cookies. for, Mounds? Oh, Mounds is my favorite candy bar, yeah. Is that the one with, like, 
Dark chocolate and coconut. It's fucking fire. Yeah, I'm not a coconut guy, man. Uh, I love coconut. Like, I'll make my own macaroons <laughs> just for fun because they're also really easy um, for everyone out there. It's just like condensed milk and shredded coconut and chocolate. It's fucking delicious. But, um, and egg white. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be shredded if I didn't have such a problem and I have zero discipline. Mm. So it's a real issue. Like, luckily I get to do a lot of stuff I like for work and that's what keeps <laughs> me motivated. And I love to lift and I love to work out, but, um, and my diet is pretty solid. I love to cook, but the sugar, I fucking want it all the time. I yeah. think about it all the time. So it's it's a problem. I've got to get over it. I think maybe when I go back to work, it'll be a lot easier because I live in fucking Brooklyn too. I got a bodega that's right outside. Yeah, like, right there. It's so hard not As you to say do that. It. Horns are all honking going by. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you and your fucking candy bar. Um, I. Yeah, what's your vice out of the sugary stuff? Oh, you said cookies uh, or. No, no, no. It was. Coca-Cola for sure. Like Coca-Cola was a big problem for me. And then dark chocolate, anything. And it's like, um, chocolate in general was just like a downfall for me. And like, I just, yeah. Oh, I could eat chocolate every day for the rest of my life. Oh my God. Yeah. Fucking bad. But it's um, tough. It's a, and that's the thing is I don't think people, you know, I've had, I like, I'm a nicotine addict for sure. I know what it's like to be addicted to something and be like, oh no, like I need to go do this or else my head, that wall, yeah, like yeah. now. Yeah. And me going 24 hours without chocolate is, it has not happened in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was tough and it was tough for me. Um, Cause again, like I, the cravings of it were just insane, but um the, you know, I started to realize that I wouldn't even enjoy drinking Coke. It was just like, how fucking fast can I slam this Coke? And then, like, I would make some weird remark, like, after slamming, like, three-fourths of Coke and be like, oh, my God, that is the good shit. And, like, I didn't even taste any of it. You know what I mean? It just was, yeah. like, getting the, sh- the the corn fructose syrup and the caffeine and sugar into my bloodstream somehow. And then that made me feel good. But I started realizing, like, I'm not drinking any water. I'm just kind of having Coke and ice, and it's like, you know. Do you trade it for anything? Are you drinking seltzer? Are you drinking coffee? No, anything dude. Um, Did you have caffeine withdrawals? Water. Oh, good yeah, for you. Yeah, for sure. And 100%. Fiji. Nice pH balance. There you nah, go. No, don't. Look, that's just the Fiji bottle. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's. I drink tap water at home um, a lot as well. Um, but that was one thing Ryan and I, when we're on tour, we try to get really into because – just jumping around and that kind of, it all plays into the diet and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. When, when you're jumping around all the time, your, your stomach's jumping around, depending on what you got in there. It causes a lot of acid <laughs> yeah. reflux, a lot of acid reflux is really bad for your voice. Yeah. Drinking, uh, you know, really poor quality water mm-hmm. creates a lot of acidity. It's like this, you know, some water that's out there, like a Dasani has the same acidity as a cup of coffee. No, thank you. And yeah. so I, we tried, that's the one thing people always make fun of us. They're like, oh, we'll get fit for a king out there with all their fucking Essentia or fucking Fiji water out on stage. I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's the only thing I ask for, like, on my rider. Like, I ask for other stuff. I'm just kidding. I ask for lots of things. I want gold and money. And, right. No, I'm, I'm uh, but water is most important. If I can't get anything at all, I just would like, while I'm playing, I, I like to have a nice bottle of water, too. Um, and I will say this. Um yeah. After giving that stuff up, and I mean, basically the only thing I I definitely drink most of the time now is water. 
there is like I know a lot of people are like Ugh, water's just like whatever, and I'm like, yeah, it is like that. But there are times where you're like, oh my god, this is the fucking best. No, thing water is the shit, and yeah. if you don't like water, like <sighs> you're made you're up fucking of made of it. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucking made of it. And I know that it's, it's some people think I think it tastes great. I really like it, but I get what people say. Well, it doesn't taste good. Sure, that's but there, fine. But there are. But times- also, you want to know it doesn't feel good. A Charlie horse. Yeah. Drink some water. Yeah. Okay. And now I I know people like that that don't drink water at all. Like I I don't they never do. I got a buddy that and, had kidney stones because all he drank was fucking soda, and then he drank water for a couple weeks after that. Yeah, it's just, and now he's back to it. Oh God, no, that's terrible. It's gross. It's the same thing with the high fructose corn syrup. The reason why I don't drink that shit. One, luckily, I was very high, I am hyper. Was very hyper as a kid, so my parents never gave me caffeinated soda. I only drank Sprite, and the only time I do it now is if I'm ordering Chinese food because mm. it's a treat. Well, sometimes I feel like certain but, meals definitely go with like a Coke can go 100%. with any meal for me, but there are certain meals I'm like, damn, like a burger and fries. That's like a moment for Coke, you know. And then I'm out uh, here just ordering water, and I'm feeling good about myself. But part of me is like, you know, this you know would really kick this off some like weird carbonated yeah. water with sugar in it just fizzing up your mouth. No, the the thing, you know, just because I, I do enjoy health, even though I noted I'm a smoker and I know the two are, <laughs> are very contradictory, but um, I, I do really like diet and I like to work out a lot. The thing that's interesting when you travel as uh, in a banner, you get to travel outside of the United States in general. Mm-hmm. You know, people think about high fructose corn syrup, a lot of the dyes that's in the food, a lot of stuff that's legal in the United States that's illegal in Everywhere other else, countries. Yeah. And you go to those places and you don't see a ton of people going around in wheelie carts. <laughs> and that's some shit where it's like, oh, you're gonna trigger okay, some people I wonder, now. I wonder if the juice is in the squeeze, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I think it's the high fructose corn syrup. So I just try to avoid it because I, I it seems just it seems really unhealthy. There's so much. I was just say again. I know I smoke. There's so much cancer, but I I you but the know, way you're sugar, smoking. Time out. The way you're smoking though. We talked about earlier that I don't necessarily think that you're you're more at you're as at risk as someone who's smoking cigarettes because obviously there's definitely some other things in the cigarettes and the filter. Yeah, I smoke like a nat, you know natural tobacco and stuff like that. But I still, I've quit before, and I know how it feels when I yeah, give it up. It's not good that and, you're ingesting burning plant matter and smoke. Yeah, but it's crazy when if even still, if I smoke a shit ton of weed, I'm fine. But you smoke, <laughs> you smoke all that tobacco. That shit weighs you down. It it messes with you, man. Like, and that's I'm just a big bitch. And the fun fact is. When we were on our short tour that, you know, the world tour for five days that I went on, I actually had quit and I was doing great. And then the world ended and then I got home and I was like, fuck this. I'm (laughs) bored. I'm super bored. What can I do? The first two weeks I was fine. I didn't, I didn't do it. I had a blunt here and there, just like, you know, a little treat, but I didn't smoke any loose tobacco. And then when everything got elongated, I was like, well, I'm. What else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I better get right back on the horse. And uh, so I'll quit another time later on. You know what I mean? When, when, when everything opens back up. Yeah. When I go back, I'll do it then. Well, you know. Tuck, um, 
man, I gotta, I hate to do it, but we gotta cut it off because I got another one of these scheduled in a little bit. But yeah, man, it was great talking to you. And obviously, uh, hopefully, once everything reconvenes, at least I know you'll be in um, Alabama for that day. So hopefully, we can link up then. And, uh, you know, I will, uh, I'll do my best to kind of, you know, if you want to hit me up on an email, I'll try to link you with the, the ML guys, you know, we'll see what we can do. I, I can't promise anything, but you know, nah, in I a got dream a pretty big scenario. Game. Yeah. In a dream scenario, hopefully tooth and nail opens up the checkbook. I get to go hang out with, with Andy and Robert for a couple days mm. and they just listen to my songs and help me with them and, you know, work on, produce it. You guys can have some points. You can have all the points. I don't give a fuck. They don't make me any money anyway. Yeah, right? So, <sighs> Manchester Orchestra. Let's yeah, we're ending on the positive. Best yeah. fucking band. And if you haven't listened to that new record, you got to go do it. Yeah, so it came good. out very recently, so it's uh, it's definitely streamable. You can definitely stream that. And also, while you're streaming it, go check out Get Tucked, the podcast, or you can stream Fit for a King. Or you can stream what the the off road minivan. Off road minivan. I was gonna say the minivan Thank you. band. The yeah. minivan band. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you won't flip that minivan because, you know. I hope not. Yeah. yeah, if you want a real good van flip story to listen to or, or watch, uh, on Amazon Prime there is a, a documentary called There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. And after you watch that, you'll understand the song Taconic and the band name a little bit better. Cool. Well, uh Appreciate you coming on, Tuck, a.k.a. Ryan O'Leary, a Fit for a King bass player extraordinaire. Um Again, man, thanks for the millionth time, I guess. I'm going to of course, on that. absolute we'll on that. pleasure. Yeah, it was absolute pleasure. I hope you have some uh, great chat when we get off here. And dude, keep up, uh, keep keep in touch, man. I hope oh, we definitely. look up at Furnace Fest. We'll do. Okay. Later, bro. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.